on the right sideline. Picked off! Intercepted at the 48-yard line. To the 35, to the 30 on the near side. As Vince Calhoun outside the numbers to the 10, to the 5, and reaches for the pylon. He's going to be just short. Minot open for three around a screen for Enabulele. Splash City! How about it? A triple. Dumped down Loma Tone. Thompson says, uh-uh, not in my nest. Get out of here. The tree is set and the stockings are hopefully by the fireplace, trimmed in green and white, as we get you set for our final in Eastern Insider of the 2018 calendar year. Welcome, everybody. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. And we're your happy little elves for the weekend as we're delivering you not only a, a load of Eastern good tidings and cheer, but a lot of sports news along the way as well as we get you set for the week. A busy week it was. Uh, even with final exams, we still found a way to have a football game and a basketball game that meant quite a little bit as the MU football team was down in Alabama for the 5th Annual Camellia Bowl. Eagles, unfortunately, dropped a heartbreaker as the Georgia Southern Eagles walked Eastern off with a field goal 40 yards. It was quite a game, quite a moment, and the only downfall, there was no trophy that came home. and A lot of heartbroken Eagle fans around the country, Kyler. Yeah, it was cool not having the opportunity to be there myself, just watching it, seeing it on ESPN, watching it with family and friends uh, who were pulling for Eastern Michigan. And uh, unfortunately, with the way that it turned out, uh, it wasn't a cheerful night, but everyone was proud of the way that game went. And playing against an opponent uh, with a a tricky offense like that and uh, to see the team come back and and take that lead late uh, was exciting and just Unfortunate because Georgia Southern came out on top in the end, and you have to tip your cap to them. Once again, Eastern Michigan limits a team to very little in a second half, and that was a real deciding factor in the game. The Eagles' offense just was not able to get anything, meaning the Georgia Southern's Eagles' offense in the second half, except for one late drive, but no offensive touchdowns. Eastern did not allow a, an offensive score in the second half in three of its final four games, a, a, a big-time accomplishment. We cannot thank uh, the Eagle Nation that turned out in full force in Alabama. Plenty of green and white dotted the crowd, and it was also an opportunity for people to get away and do a lot of, of following Eastern Michigan, even though it was uh, about 12-hour bus ride. The, the spirit and dance team came out as well as the band. Yeah, and it was cool just to see all the pictures and videos from the different events, whether it was bowling uh, or the pep rally. It was fun to see that there were so many people there to support, whether it was the band and the cheer squads or just the fans that had come out and made that journey down. And I know we appreciate it from our office, but the student athletes mentioned how important it was and how impactful it was for them to have that kind of support down there. It was a great time. I will not soon forget our trip to Montgomery. Uh, and happy to be a member of the Camellia Bowl for this year. And I know Eastern uh, already building towards next year as we get you set. We'll have a scheduled release of Eastern's conference opponents coming up later this week as we'll learn our eight Mid-American Conference games and who they will play. We'll have that this week as well as also the Eastern Michigan Signing Day class as the Eagles will ink a signing day class on Wednesday morning. You can follow all of those information on emueagles.com, but we turn it back to the attention of basketball this week as it comes in full force. The women's basketball team, they were in action at Farmville, Virginia. We'll get head coach Fred Castro's thoughts 
as his team has now won three straight games and defensively as about as good as you can get. Meanwhile, Rob Murphy's crew after an extended break back at it. Yeah, with a couple of games this week for both teams, but for the men here in the Convocation Center, especially Wednesday night, 7 o'clock game against UC Irvine is a big one as that's an Anteaters team that is top 25 in the mid-major top 25 poll and a team we haven't seen in quite a long time, since 1981. So that'll be exciting. And then going into the break, Sienna Heights is in town for a 2 o'clock game on Saturday. On the flip side, the women are traveling down south where it's quite a bit warmer and get to take in a couple of games in South Florida. Yeah, they'll be in your old stomping grounds playing a game at Palm Beach Atlantic. It'll be good for Eastern Michigan. They're back home again on the 30th to take on the uh, Northwood. The Timberwolves is there in the house to take on Eastern Michigan as they wrap up the regular season to get us ready. But still a chance if you want to stuff your stockings with EMU basketball gear, uh, you can go online right now and really take home a exceptional deal for men's basketball and women's basketball tickets for uh, not a whole lot of money to get you three games on the men's side and two games on the women's side. A buy one, get one on, on the women, and the ticket's good for the rest of this year. So uh, with exciting MAC play on the horizon in January, it's a perfect time to secure your tickets to be here in the Convocation Center. Plus, we still have a visit from Peanuts Gallery this week as they dive headlong into the pool for Delaney Duncan, a visit with her, and your quick look back at some of the top moments on the radio and television side of the of the moments that not anybody will soon forget of the year. Yeah, it was an exciting first semester here for all of us at Eastern Michigan Athletics, so I took some time to dive into some of the highlights that we have in the archives uh, and uh, the top five is uh, on deck. That's enough for us. Without further ado, here's this week's edition of the Eastern Insider. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Winners of three straight, Eastern Michigan will stay on the road this upcoming week with a trip to South Florida to take on UNCG as well as Butler. We're joined alongside head coach Fred Castro. His team has a 6-2 and two record and a good win streak right now, most recently a 19-point victory over Longwood, 64-45 over the weekend. Your team right now has a lot of good things rolling for it. Yeah, no question. It's nice to be on a little three-game run here and kind of continuing to grow and continue to put things together. Uh, this week is particularly interesting because we have finals and it's, you know, it's, it's a pressure packed week for our, our student athletes. And then we go on the road and play an opponent. So it's nice to get the road win, nice to play a good second half and uh, still continue to get uh, some improvement. Foul trouble I know was a problem in that game, but you still happen to get four players in double figures led by Corian Cardwell. She with 15, Janet Anacarico with 14, and then Courtney and Lorraine both contribute. But uh, foul trouble was a big part of that game, and you had to really battle through some adversity. Yeah, we, we had numerous starters with two and three fouls in the first half, and it forced us to make some adjustments, which we typically don't like to do so early in a game, but uh, give our players credit. 
They managed, they handled the adjustment and really were really good the third quarter uh, with that adjustment with our 2-3 zone. And uh, hopefully we can not get in so much foul trouble, but it's part of basketball and it's good that we're, we're it won't be the first time uh, we see it if it happens again well it's also part of going on the road farmville virginia not exactly the easiest place to get to but also a, a real test for your team to one manage that well battling finals as well yeah that's you're absolutely right you know we we got up really early the day before we had a connecting flight uh, the weather wasn't particularly pleasing a little bus ride down there uh, so the, the number of variables that you have to handle it again our our kids handled it well our staff did a good job of managing it and got a quality road win last time we talked was right before the game at illinois a game that you guys clawed back gave the fighting illini everything they wanted falling in overtime in a big 10 gym that was as close as you could get but just some some differences in overtime before this win streak started yeah, no, and, you know, we're still trying to – it's still early in the year, and, you know, Danielle played really well that game. She's kind of been a little bit inconsistent ever since, so we're, we're trying to get her back into a rhythm. Uh, Lorraine and our post players continue to play at a high level, which is nice to see. Um, and then Courtney got going after the Illinois game. So it's a matter of if we can get everybody on the same page – it was, it's nice that we're getting multiple players scoring double figures. I think that makes it tough for us to guard. So if we can continue on that trend, uh, it'll bode well for us. Win streak started with a 60-53 win against Detroit Mercy before you went back out on the road at Purdue-Fort Wayne, 87-72. An offensive production like your team hasn't seen against a Division One opponent at Purdue-Fort Wayne. I know that had to be a good building block to be able to get the offense going. Yeah, and, you know, the the funny thing is they're the exact same shots that we've been getting all year. We just happened, for whatever reason, to knock them down, and we had 20 assists. Jenna continues to do really well in that stat category. Danielle didn't score it great, but she had six assists of her own. So, again, we're, we're just trying to put it all together all at the same time, and that's the process for this young team right now. And hopefully as we make the trip down to Florida, uh, maybe the, the warm weather will keep us warm and we can kind of knock down some more shots. You touched on Jenna just a second ago. Right now she is third in the country in assisted turnover margin. As a freshman, battling, learning the game, going to school for the first time at the collegiate level. I know you recruited her to do this, but does it surprise you how fast some of it has come? No, uh, for two reasons. Uh, she is a natural passer, so those are her strengths. The other thing is she was coached by a, a very a very good coach at the high school level for four years. So some of the things, her learning curve was much smaller than most freshmen, I would say. So I, I know that's probably hard to, <laughs> to believe a little bit that you expect a freshman. Did I expect her to be top five in the country in assist her turnover ratio? No, because of the speed of the game. But it also doesn't surprise me. And I think as she continues to get more comfortable, you'll see her shoot the ball at a higher percentage. And I think as our team continues to gel and our chemistry continues to improve, you'll only see her assist to turnover numbers increase. So it'll be interesting to see how teams continue to make adjustments uh, on her specifically as we move forward. 
someone that has not had an adjustment stealing the basketball, that's Danielle. She's right now 46 in the country in steals per game, averaging just shy of three contests. What makes her so adept at being able to pick other teams' pockets? Yeah, I think she's just really active defensively. I think it's something that she we really emphasized with her about not just being a scorer, but helping us rebound, helping us uh, get other, making an impact other than in the points uh, column. And I think this is a result of that. I think we're better collectively as a team defensively, so it allows her to take some more chances. And uh, I think we're just on the same page a lo uh, much more often than we were a year ago. And and she's reaping the rewards of, of all that team effort. Right now, your squad holding opponents to less than 58 points a game, 26.9% from the three-point arc. Uh, 12 statistical categories here in the upper half of the MAC. You head to this tournament in West Palm uh, looking to, one, close out the year, the non-conference portion against D1s in fine fashion, but I'm sure it also uses as a way of camaraderie. It's a, a way for you guys to get out on the road uh, together in a warm environment, but also get ready for the holidays because you know you're going to have that little gap between this set and then the 30th against Northwood. Yeah, no, you know, opportunity to play two quality mid-major opponents. Um, I think the other thing is taking our team to a place where uh, some of them have never been to Florida and things of that nature. The other thing is we have a, quite a few Florida kids either here or incoming, and uh, it's nice to get them home and let them play in, friend, in front of family and friends uh, and kind of let them see us firsthand. So on a number of levels, this is, this is a great opportunity. There'll be some other quality teams there like Ohio State, Dayton, Virginia Tech that, you know, if you're a basketball fan, you just want to see good basketball. And those are teams that are going to typically are in postseason play, and that's how we, we want to get to on a consistent basis. So I think it's important to put ourselves in those kind of situations and let our players really uh, learn from it. Without giving away too much of the game plan, what have you seen against UNC Greensboro and Butler, both the two teams that you're going to face? Both very talented um, rosters. UNC Greensboro really poses some threats from the guards that can really fill it up. Uh, they've played tough competition. Um, they came out with a tough win yesterday at the buzzer. So that'll be a, a, a tough matchup to start out with. Butler uh, is a Big East opponent that has a lot of size, uh, shooting good guards, very, very good coaching, and uh, I think they're off to I think they're seven and one if I'm not mistaken. So they're obviously playing good basketball. So it's a great, great opportunity for us to play what I consider a MAC type team and get us really prepared for conference that's quickly approaching conference will be here before we know it when you'll open after the new year coach last chat before we have uh, the holiday break as well wishing you and your family and the entire emu women's basketball staff uh, a wonderful holiday season thank you greg same to you back after this is the eastern insider rolls on after this quick timeout with the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. With it being the final installation of the Eastern Insider Podcast before 2019 begins, we thought we'd take a chance to look back 
at some of the best plays from 2018 so far. Now, of course, we're starting with this fall, so we want to start with our number five play. The first win for Eastern Michigan over Toledo since 2006. With Matt Shepard on the call. 20 seconds left. Here's the game right here. Two receivers to the right. They're on an island. One to the left. Man-to-man defense for Eastern. Tompkins to the left of Guadani out of the pistol. What will they do? They're going to throw for it. He looks. He throws across the middle, and it is dropped. Incomplete. Eastern's going to win it. Coming in at number four is a men's basketball play from a home win against Boston earlier this year. Chad Bush has your call. Left corner mini, show and go, dribble drive, triple team, throws it up for Torre for a two-handed ever. Torre with a touching dunk at Eastern Michigan. The third best play of our 2018-19 campaign came from Corian Cardwell back in the very first game of the 2018-19 season for the Eagles. And Greg Steiner was on the play-by-play. And quickly ahead, Cardwell launches from midcourt, and goes! Going into 2017, Eastern Michigan had never defeated a Big Ten opponent in football. Well, after beating Rutgers last season, it was Chad Ryland who stepped up to take care of business at Purdue. Sutton the long snapper. Jesse Kelly the holder. And this from 25 yards away. Ryland the freshman. It is up. And it is good. Eastern wins in West Lafayette. They upset the Boilermakers. 20 to 19. Back to back years where the Eagles beat a team from the Big Ten. What could be better than a walk-off field goal? Well, Eastern Michigan won its first ever Mid-American Conference Championship in volleyball earlier this season. Cassie Hout had the game-winning kill. Match point number two coming up here for Eastern Michigan. Sophie Reamers going to serve for the Red Hawks. Cross court, saved up. There's a kill attempt, and it's Hout to put it away, and Eastern Michigan has won its first ever Mid-American Conference Volleyball Tournament Championship and will get the automatic bid to the NCAA Tournament. Hope you enjoyed a look back at the 2018-19 highlights so far this year, but now we look ahead. Up next, Peanuts Gallery. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless your local Boost Mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Can Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. Hey guys, I'm Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery, and today I'm joined with... Delaney Duncan. Uh, what sport are you from? Swim and dive. Nice. Um, where are you from? Galesburg, Illinois. Okay, so not too far, but a little far. About seven hours. Oh, seven. Illinois is just a big place. Some people are four <laughs> hours, five hours, and you're seven hours. Yeah. That's not too bad. What made you come and look at Eastern? Actually, one of the assistant coaches who was um, here recruited me, and his wife was from the same Oh, okay, cool. Missouri, so, yeah. Have you always been into swimming? You swim and dive, or you just swim? Just swim? Mm -hmm. Have you ever dived no. before? No? Uh -uh. That's too scary. Yeah. I'm not good with heights. <laughs> Have you ever, like, tried to jump off there? No. no? I'm not gutsy enough. No. <laughs> so you do swim what, like, stroke event, if that's the right terminology? I'm a stroker. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. 
is that what you've always been into, or how did yeah. you find you like that um, one the best? Well, as a little kid, most little kids are good at back and freestyle because fundamentally they're the easiest to learn. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, I got... We got a unique one. Here. Yeah, <laughs> better at breaststroke. That's cool. And then how... There's meter races, like there's mm-hmm. relay and all those things. What, are you, what do you do? I... So I am on the two and four medley. Okay. And then I also swim the 100 and 200 breast. Oh, wow. Yeah. All in, and you would do that all in one meet? Well, our meets are about four days long. Okay. So we swim like an event a day. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. Prelim That's, finals. I remember my freshman year, we had to um, help with like a race. Oh, And we yeah. had to time it, and I was so stressful because <laughs> you guys get there so fast. Oh, yeah. When we have dual meets, we swim about three events per, yeah. like, two hours. No, I can't even imagine. You guys are crazy. <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said you're from Illinois, and what's your major? Marketing. Marketing? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do sports. that? Sports. Part. Sports side. I think once I graduate college, I'll miss yeah. sports a lot. It's been huge. Oh, yeah. It's how long have you been swimming for? I'm assuming oh your whole gosh. life. How old am I? Yeah. <laughs> like 16 years. Yeah, so it's definitely something. Yeah, it's going to be hard miss. to say goodbye. Yeah. What um, class are you? I'm graduating in April. Okay, so it's coming to an end. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, so senior year. Are you, like, happy about it, sad about it, a little bit of both, I guess? Uh, I think I'm ready to start a new chapter yeah. in my life. It's kinda. been a long time coming, so we'll see. Yeah, and... um. I've heard some rumors that you're actually, like, really good at swimming. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made it into the NCAA, like, three times. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank That's you. so good. <laughs> um, how'd that go, and, like, how was that experience? Um, my freshman year, everyone told me I was going to make it, and I told myself I wasn't just because there was a lot of pressure. Yeah. I ended up making it, and it was in Georgia at okay. Georgia Tech, which is an Olympic facility. It's where they held the Olympics in Atlanta. That's so cool. Uh, so it was a lot. Was it coming, intimidating a little bit? Yeah. Coming from a mid-major school mm-hmm. where our resources aren't the same as yeah. Power 5 schools and then literally swimming right next to Olympians. Yeah, I also was told that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a cool experience, though. Like, who else can really say that they got to swim yeah. next to Olympians? It's really intimidating. So, for example, freshman year and last year, I swam right next to Lily King. And then just, like, going into warm-up yeah. to warm up, and there's, like, Olympians swimming. You don't <laughs> really want to hop in their lane because they're probably just going to truck you over. Oh, so you kind of, like, look for, like, the slower lanes, but then you realize everyone's kind of going fast. So you just kind of, like, try to stay out of people's way. Yeah, but I'm also sure you did thing. awesome. Oh, thank you. That's cool. And then your season's coming up, right? Yeah. So we we are in season from September to March. Okay. So, we so like already, a really long season. Yeah. We've already had five meets fall semester, and mm-hmm. then we leave for training trip. Um, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. We go and train down in Fort Lauderdale for okay. 11 days, and then we come back. We hit January pretty hard. Then February is max, and then the end of March is NCAAs. So. Wow. So you're going to go again? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> you definitely. got it. I'd you're last year, you have to. if I didn't. I'm sure you will. It. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not a very good swimmer, so <laughs> I admire you guys so much. And Thank sometimes, you. like, we'll sneak in there in the wreck and just watch people dive, too, which is, uh-huh. that's also unreal how you do that. Yeah. yeah. So is swimming, though. It's so intense. <laughs> the smell, though, gets to you after yeah. a while. Yeah. But, um... And speaking of the holidays, do you get to go home at least for a little bit for Christmas? 
Yes. Thankfully, the way the calendar falls, we get a whole week this year. Last year, we only got about four days. But, yeah, we'll go home, and then we'll fly to Florida the 27th, the morning of the 27th. Oh, wow. Do you like Christmas? Yes. Is it one of your favorite? Would you say it's your favorite holiday, or? Um, I think it's changed as I've gotten older. It's really nice. I really like it more now just because you get a break from school. Yeah. You get a break from the fast-paced life, and you get to go home and see your family and just take a breather. Yeah, exactly. I really enjoy it. That would be nice. A nice seven-hour drive? I'm flying, actually, because then we end up having to fly back up from Florida. That's probably the best (laughs) idea. And then since it's the holidays... I have some hard-hitting questions for you. Are you ready? There's some would-you-rather, so you make you think. Okay, just a little fun one. Okay, so would you rather have to cook the big holiday meal every year Mm -hmm. or have to clean up the big holiday meal every year? Oh, I'd rather cook. I'd way rather cook. Do you you like cooking? I like to cook. We have team Thanksgiving every year, and I've made a turkey two years in a row, so I kind of got a feel for it. That's nice. And then... Another one. Would you rather have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stuck in your head or Jingle Bells stuck in your head? Jingle Bells. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little more catchy. Do you have something against Rudolph? (laughs) And then would you rather have your ears turn into elf ears for all of December Mm -hmm. or have a big Santa beard for all of December? Definitely my ears. (laughs) The beard (laughs) would get in the way. (laughs) It'd slow you down while you're swimming. This is the toughest one. Okay. Would you rather eat candy corn every day or candy canes every day? Candy canes, for candy sure. Candy. I do not like candy corn. <laughs> yeah, people who like candy corn are a little off, I think. <laughs> um, final question. Why did you choose Eastern? I chose Eastern because the coaches really believed in me. They gave me so many opportunities that I'm incredibly thankful for. Yeah. And without them, I definitely... 100% could say I would not be as successful as I am. Oh. Well, thanks for joining me. Thank you. I wish you best of luck this season. You'll definitely 100% go to the NCAAs <laughs> again. Thank you. But, um, and then people are going to be scared to swim next to you this time. Oh. 100%. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. <laughs> I'm Nicole Arminios, and this was Peanuts Gallery. And that's it for the final Eastern Insider podcast of the 2018 calendar year. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until 2019, go Eagles. Go Eagles.